Hi, everyone. This is Meena Puri from Ayurveda Healing Center. Here's a little snippet, which is not so little, um, from uh, my current group course, Changing One Belief, Healing One Relationship. This was just an impromptu conversation uh, that occurred between myself and a couple of the attendees, which I thought would make a good standalone, um, a standalone a piece that I'm turning into a podcast. I hope you enjoy. The course will be available for everyone uh, to purchase uh, in about three weeks. We have still two more weeks of the course to go. So enjoy. Thank you so much. So this is the session four. Um, so before just starting the session, Gregory and I were talking about the fifth dimension. And I'm actually going to pull up. Uh, so, Gregory, you had a question. Go ahead and ask away, and I'm going to pull up something on the screen as well. Well, the, the question was, uh, can the third dimension and fifth dimension uh, coexist? Yeah, well, I mean, we are coexisting. It's just a question of how well. There's a lot of friction. Um, you know, the old energies, the third dimension energy, the old energies can be very sticky and heavy and very stubborn energies. So stubborn means like they're relentless. They'll keep coming back up, coming back up, coming back up, because it really has to do with the strengthening um, our resolve. Are we really convinced about what we are doing? Do we understand this whole shift phenomena? Are not even understand, do we really experience it in our own body, in our own being? So we're being tested. So, and the, the energies of the third dimension are very, um, they're sneaky. Sneaky in the sense that what I've noticed is they're guised under all the good. Um, so an example would be like a well-meaning friend who is very, very close to, um, you know, convinces you on, for example, the vaccinations one way or the other. How can you oppose this person? They've been your friend forever. You respect them. You value their opinion, their input. And you don't want to go, you don't want to, you, you want to still be close to them. And you're afraid that you doing, making a different decision than they have made um, might create a separation. So you end up going along with it. Because somewhere along the conversation, you know, they, they had a little gentle, a very subtle intention for you to get to do what they have done. So they feel better. They feel comfortable. And there's not, it's not a, you know, hugely right or a wrong thing, but it's very subtle, which will take you off of your center. So it's very guised under good intentions. And how do you recognize that? So uh, one of the things about, you know, 5D is about understanding sovereignty. What does it mean to be a sovereign being? Which means you, you and only you decide and have the right to decide for your choices of how you live, 
And that's something I didn't put there, which I will add on before I send the document to you guys. Um, so these are very sticky and sticky energies. And um, one of the examples that I will give you is um, someone wanted to use my office when I was back in Milford for their work. And I said, okay, sure. And they're like, oh, let's go to lunch. And I thought, you know, they really meant like a true invitation or friendship, but it was just like a ploy to big ploy to um, thinking we were buddies and friends, but really but just the agenda was to just to use my office. And then after a few tries, I did everything they asked me to do. It turned out that, turns out that, um, Our, you know, our way of working contradicted one another. Um, this was not my type of work, which I thought it was, because I need quiet. I have a colleague who requires a quiet and with her work and my work, and this was not that. Um, but I was led to believe that it is. Um, so just things like that. And if, you know, what happened was I kind of followed and followed through, followed through, followed through, but somehow as universe would happen, some glitch always happened, which somehow the person wouldn't get the key or the key would get lost that, you know, finally, you know, I'm a slow learner. It's like, finally, oh my God, Nina, stop. This is not working because I didn't know how to I thought I got myself into the situation. I didn't know how to get out of it. It universe kind of helped me get out of it. So um, the example, the reason for this example was that these energies, the, you know, the 3D energies, the energies of manipulation, fear, um, kind of just conniving, just lower, darker energies. They're very sticky. They're very tricky. They're very sneaky. They're very stubborn. So even when you're not looking, they will find you. And so then it, the work is to see if, if, you're not, if you're not a match, it'll get out. If you're not a match, it won't, you won't, it won't stick. So you'll rise above. But there's that, you know, there's that going through that discomfort of figuring that out. Right. So and as time goes by, you get clearer and clearer and clearer. And one of the things is we really have to be, remember the fifth dimension is not about polarization. It's not about right or wrong. It's about, it's your truth. It has, it, it's nothing to do with me. It's about sovereignty. So in, when you're in fifth multidimensional, there's no right or wrong. You just become the highest expression of yourself, which is love, which means you accept everybody where they are. You allow them to be where they are. And there's absolutely no judgment. And, you know, here's the thing about, you know, being enlightened. People who are enlightened, they're not walking around saying, hey, look at me. Yo, I'm enlightened and you're not. And frankly, the truth is they are not even aware of it. That's a natural state of being. They just kind of go, you just kind of live your life and you just shine your light into the world. That's it. Shine the light of your truth into the world. And that's it. 
you're not picking apart people and saying, hey, you are 3D, you are 4D, you're 5D, here's a segregation. You begin to notice, you begin to tune into this whole world is your world. It's, we're all one. And it really has to be felt and experienced. It cannot be just lip service. It's not just lip service because I'm 5D, now I'm supposed to be like that. So just really noticing. And, and the truth of the matter is most of us are straddling, like I said, between 3D and 5D. Uh, so we're in and out, in and out, in and out. But more and more, more and more, you know, keep going into that. Your truer nature, which is the multidimensionality, the fifth D, how we got even into the fear realm is the reptilian brain is the, the ego that got set in that kind of, you know, it misled humanity. Um, but here we are. We, we are, we don't need to be misled. So, and it's also fifth dimension is also really understanding instead of targeting individuals, like I said, beyond the individual's their actions and behaviors are the energies at play. So it's really about seeing the energies and understanding the energies and understanding that we create our own reality. So our job is not to convince anyone. Our job is to just be the light that we are and let that light naturally shine. So leading by example. So to be a beacon of love. You know, darkness needs light. The, you know, who needs light is that darkness is ready to know love. And the truth is, there's darkness in each one of us. Right? If we have become more light, it's because we have transmuted that darkness into light. But we, we did have darkness. We still have some darkness. And we're going to continue to have some darkness, even if we move into 5D, because we are living in the physical world until the, every whole of humanity changes, um, which I don't know. But, you know, in a, it, it's a polarity world because we learn by contrast. Right? Yeah, so, uh, got a question for you, Mina? Yeah. Um, you said we create our own reality. Is that uh, a non-physical reality, or are you talking about even well, we first, physical? Yeah, well, we first created on a non-physical level, which means on the thinking, most importantly, feeling level, that changes our vibration. Because the universe responds to vibration, it goes to meet it. So when it goes to meet it, there's a physical manifestation of it, which means physically life changes. Right? But we've been coming from the world where we, um, we feel X, Y, and Z because of our reality. So what I'm suggesting is, we feel, we create feelings for the reality we want to create and our external circumstances follow. 
They follow our feelings, not the other way. We've been living in the world where our feelings are a result of our circumstances. What I'm suggesting is that we can create the, where the circumstances are a result of how we feel. Does that make sense? Because, um, I mean, look at where we've been. Look at where we've been. Oh, you know, um, I'm so sad and depressed because I moved here. I'm lonely here. I broke up with my boyfriend. There was a death in the family. My physical health isn't where it is. So you wake up every morning with the same feeling like, oh, my God, my life sucks. Every, nothing is working. So that's the feeling. And then we, we cannot, from that place, we cannot change. Because the universe, you say, you know, like, my life is just like that. I'm just so depressed. The universe says, yes, you are depressed. You are correct. You are correct. You are correct. So we keep repeating the same uh, thought pattern. Feelings follow the thought. We feel the same way every morning. We drag ourselves out of bed, get to go make coffee, and this is this dread of the day. And the day doesn't change. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. So we have now the knowledge, understanding that we are multidimensional, that we are the creators of our reality. So how now we're learning how we become the creators is by entertaining the possibility of, is there another way to think? Is it possible? Because, you know, we've been projecting our future based on the past. We cannot. Because we'll create the same future. But if we project our future based on what is it that we truly desire, doesn't matter what we did in the past. It doesn't matter who we are in the past. Who, who are we becoming? So if we dare to dream, wild dream, the dreams without limitations, and we can imagine a future, when we can imagine a future, you know, our thoughts change. The imagination, it fuels the heart. You begin to feel uplifted. So when you get up in the morning and if you get up with a dream for the day, what if a miracle was to happen today? What is that miracle? What if this was the first day on this planet that you arrived? What is it that you truly desire? And you get up with that day, all of a sudden, the thoughts change, the feelings change, the body chemistry changes, the vibration changes, and the universe just matches it. So the magic isn't, the magic, you are the magic. It's like, I, I you know, I, I started thinking about it. It's like, you know how we have, the, there's a toy. I mean, I, you know, suppose there's a toy. There's a toy that there's all kinds of different options that you can have A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and 
A has, well, you can have this, this wonderful health and you can look vibrant and B could be, you can have this house, you could live somewhere and C is you have this job and, and Z is where you can have it all. You have this life in paradise. And all you have to do in order to achieve that, achieve that result is you have to imagine and dream about that outcome for a little bit of time where there's no doubt in your mind that you have it. So before the dream has even become reality, you're already feeling it. You're already feeling you're living on this perfect place that you want to live. You're already dreaming what it would be like to be in financial freedom. You're already feeling like what would be like if you were in this robust health. You're already feeling it. So then you begin to live as if it's already happened because it's really anytime when we want something, it's not the thing we want. We want it because how we would feel because of it. So if we can create the feelings ahead of the results and the feelings create the vibration, that's how the universe operates. Like, oh, you're feeling happy? Here's more to make you feeling ha feel happy. Here's a reason to be happy. Because you're telling the universe, I'm happy. Universe says, yes, I agree. You are happy. I'm abundant. Yes, you are abundant. So that's the magic. So you press that, you, that's the magic. So who's the magic? We are the magic. If we, if we understand how to operate this, this toy. So that's how we create our reality. But where we have been dragged by the 3D is like we wake up in the morning. It's the same old thought pattern. We drag our yesterday today. What happened three years ago? We wake up in the morning. We're still with that. We pick up that phone call. We're still carrying on the conversation that happened years ago. We can't let go. That knee pain, you know, we, we, we keep waking up with the same old thought and feeling, and we keep recreating our yesterdays. We keep recreating our yesterdays, and we wonder, I don't know. I know to get up and go exercise but I just can't. I feel so horrible in the morning. So the magic is, magic is, first of all, understanding that we truly are magic, believing it, then understanding how to operate it. This comes from our superpowers of imagination, which in the 3D world has been frowned upon. Uh, so, you know, I think it was Bob Proctor who said, if you can hold it in your head, you can hold it in your hands. So when I say head, I want to say hold it in your head and your heart. So really at the deep feeling vibrational level, can you hold it? Can you taste it? Can you feel it? And here's what, here's what also happens. When you already experience as if you already have it, you get out of your own way because you already had it. 
because you feel satisfied with just the imagination of it. You get out of the way. When you get out of the way, that's when you're, when you get out of the way, you get out of the physical realm. Out of the infinity comes the manifestation. What happens in the 3D world? We want something. We want something. We want something. We keep, we keep, we want, 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 want. Want equals lack. I'm waiting for the time when I pay off the mortgage. I'm waiting for the time when the kids go to college. I'm waiting for that time when I make lots of money. I want more money. I want more this. I want, 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 want. Means lack. You don't have. So that's the vibration. The universe says, yes, you are correct. You don't have. So that, you know, in the 3D, we then keep working harder. I work hard. I do this. I still don't get where I want to get. It's like, okay, when I guess that's just how life is. My father worked hard. My neighbor worked hard. That's just how life is. Quit complaining and be grateful. And we get into this rationale that, a silly rationale that, um, we just talk ourselves. We just we just kind of get out of one mental trap and go into the other mental trap that feels better. <laughs> <laughs> From one rabbit hole to the next. <laughs> <laughs> so does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, what you said uh, really uh, liked. You said if if you want. It means you don't have, and the universe agrees with you. And yeah. that, that's so, count, counterintuitive, sort of. Counterintuitive, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It took my, you know, I, I had it. It's it takes a little while to wrap your head around it. Yeah, I'm just processing the difference between the thinking process. If if you want something. Versus acting like you already have it, mm -hmm. so that that's that's quite a shift, at least for for me. It's really a shift, and I I kind of play with it because when we think about you know, you, the truth is it's not the thing we want. It's what we it's what it's the experience that we imagine we will get from it. So why don't we create that experience with our, you know, beautiful minds? Anyways. Right? So, yeah. you know, I'm going to do So take a minute to close your eyes. I'm going to, like, teach you how to imagine a little bit. So close your eyes and take okay. a few deep breaths. And now just imagine the most beautiful, lush rainforest you can find. And your 10-year-old boy, bare feet. You're just running wild with just all with fascination, curiosity, and just fun. You're having an adventure. You come upon a tree, and with your right hand, you touch the bark of that tree. Can you feel the roughness of it? Mm -hmm. Now go ahead and find a big green lush leaf. Touch it. 
Can you feel the softness and the slipperiness of it? Mm -hmm. Imagine you come across a, a wild running horse who stops just to glare at you because you're more adventurous than he is. And you go touch his wet nose. Can you feel that? Mm -hmm. Now, coming out of the rainforest, there's something else going to appear. You're going to, there's a big bowl of potato chips. Take, dig both hands in it and scrunch them all up. Now, lick your fingers. The salt, the crunchiness of it. Now go ahead and bite, bite into a juicy peach. Feel the sweet juice running from your mouth. You sink your teeth in it and it just bursts open with all the juice just bursts out and it just squirts on your face and you're tasting the sweetness of it. A moment now to slowly open your eyes. So, how easy was it to imagine? Yeah, it was pretty easy. I, I actually salivated. <laughs> you salivated. You see how easy was it to imagine because it's built in. Yeah, it's built in. Hi, Denise. Um, oh, I, I, I did not have a link, but I finally got in. Okay, well, just so just kind of join in. We're having a conversation. Join us. Thank you. Uh, we are in the middle of the session. So, um, so it's very easy. So, you know, imagination is it doesn't it's not just a thing of when we were children. And the thing is that little child in us actually never dies, never should die. Because the imagination actually is there in a 90-year-old. We can imagine. So if we can imagine it, we can create it. Which one are you on? So we're just talking about, Denise, uh, ascension process. And okay. because Gregory wanted to talk more about this topic and what it feels like to be in fifth dimension. So luckily I had, you know, done a little um, comparison here on a few things. So we're just having a discussion on that. So just kind of, um, you know, chime in if you have a question on that. And um, so, yeah, that's what we're talking about. A fifth dimension, how to create the life that you want. And that comes from our superpowers. One is choosing one is imagination. So we were just, we did an exercise on imagination. And, um, and you know, the fact that it, we, can, we can imagine, we can imagine actually rather quickly. It's just that we don't dare to imagine because we think it's a foolish thing or we've been taught that it's a foolish thing. We've been taught that it's a thing of the, uh, you know, children do it. It's like, uh, you know, like, you know, look at the reality. What are you doing dancing in the middle of the chaos? 
right? Should you not be cleaning up the mess first? Right. Right? Like, what are you doing, you know, singing at the top of your voice when there's a tragedy at home? Right. Right? So, like, but that's exactly it. That's exactly it. We, We are creating, we can create our circumstances that we actually want to be present to. Absolutely. So we, we, um, you know, why do people get into, why do we spend so much time in front of the screen or, um, you know, the, the addictions or the distractions that we get into because we don't like our present reality. And we don't know how to change it. It's very difficult to change it from a 3D world, right? Because we look at logically our circumstances. How are we going to rise above that? Uh, Mina, uh, this is Greg. Uh, Could you give an example of of how you could apply uh, the 5D thinking to political concerns? What a loaded question you asked me. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, number one, look at the energies, not the people. Then to understand that even the extremes meet their meeting point is not visible to us. And to understand, so when we are, when we are dealing with energies, if there is uh, corruption, you know, falsehoods and lies, I, I'm feeling safe to say that because you said politics. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I wouldn't otherwise. I wouldn't dare. So, um, so I'm going to go on a limb here. <laughs> and so you want to think about energies of betrayal, energy of corruption. But this would be energy. This could be energy in a family. In yeah, politics, let me, it could be. Yeah, let me. Look at you can look at it energy of the family, but just because yeah. you asked a political question, so let me address that. Yeah, and exactly, we're looking at a very big uh, system to a very small system, from politics to the family politics, the world politics to family politics. Okay, so look at the energies. And understand these are, you know, energies of betrayal, corruption, and everybody's playing their part. Everybody's playing really a beautiful role, a beautiful part in portraying or in picturing out those energies. And what did we learn about the nature of the energy? That if we... If we judge it, we resist it. When we resist it, we make more, we we help in creating more of it. 
So like I said, when we judge the other party, we are part of creating the polarization that we so heartfully detest. So when we, um, so remember we talked about the 6A technique. There was one of them there, which is, was acceptance and then appreciation. Can we find the gift? I know that's a pain in the butt question. But it's the truth. Um, but can we find can we find the gift? The truth is nobody's going to give you the gift. If you want to not see the gift, you will be quite successful. But where would you be? In mental agony. Uh, you'll get caught up in the 3D. You'll get caught up in the politics of it. You will help create the world that you're hating. So look at the energies, look at the bigger picture, and look at how beautifully everybody's playing their part. There's a bigger picture here. And so acceptance, acceptance, acceptance. What does acceptance mean? It's a, so, you know, acceptance is not complacency. Accepting doesn't mean you agree. Accepting doesn't mean that I will do what you suggest. It simply means I accept that that's how it is. May I say something? Yes, please. When somebody asks me to accept something or under, uh, it, I, I, I don't even think of it as understanding. It's almost as if you're observing and with no judgment in my mind. So it's just observing something with no other thoughts. Exactly. That's, abs that's perfect, Denise. Absolutely. So it's an observation. It's, it's, it's knowing. It's like I accept that the sky is blue. I would prefer it to be red, but I accept that it is blue. Right. So that's what acceptance means. So acceptance, you know, many times we start from the head, but it really has to be in the heart. We have to really feel it. We have to open our heart to all of these energies that are at play here. So remember, everybody, no matter which side of the fence they are on, regardless of which social issue is currently going on. Remember that everyone is struggling and everyone believes they are correct because everyone can give you 10 logical reasons on why they believe it to be so. So how can you make somebody wrong when they believe they're right? It's not your job, first of all. So that's what acceptance means. Acceptance means this is the state of the world. Acceptance means these are the darker energies that are being played out. 
and they are seeking freedom in love. What's going to win? What's going to win? The one that has, this is energy, it's a co-creation. What wins or who wins is that which has the most powerful energy. How do we measure power? Power is not measured by money, force, status. Power is that which impacts the whole of humanity in the most uplifting, positive way. Power is that which the, the intention is to, is pure intention of uplifting humanity in the most positive way. Because that power is going to have universal support. Because that's what we are co-creating. So that energy is going to win. So when you look at love and fear, which energy has the most power to uplift humanity? It's love. Love wins. Love will win. There is no other way. There's no other option. It's just a matter of how much are we, what price are we willing to pay before we get there? How much pain and suffering are we willing to go through before we get there? Can we get there sooner than later? Right? So this is a process. So what we want to do is praying for the light in the process. So this is, this is a very, my gosh, uh, I mean, talk about politics. This, uh, this is from a person I know nothing about politics. I, I make sure to know nothing about the politics. It's an intentional thing. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you on that one. Um, but even a person who shuts all the news off, I hear enough. I soak up, you know, I, you can't help it, right? Yeah. And from the bits and pieces of I hear, like the, the intensity of emotion, the intensity of somebody's point, and hidden in that intensity is the dismay or the or the shock or the uh, put down of someone who believes other than you is so obvious. We can't do that. That's judgment. That's hard. Get rid of the judgment at the very vibrational level. God doesn't judge you. God doesn't judge me. Who are you to judge anybody? Right? So, and again, also understand that in the politics, in, in whatever is mirroring, whatever is happening in the world, same things are happening in the world, 
but different people are picking up on different things. Different people are gravitated towards different social issues. Different things are, you know, kind of causing a spark in different people. Why is that? Because it's mirroring something within each one of us. What's your sticky point that's being mirrored for you? And, you know, really, in a, <laughs> I don't mean to be sarcastic, but this is going to come, you know, come as sarcastic. Whatever you want, you've got it in the world today. <laughs> Whatever issue you may have, it's being played out for you in the world today. Take it. So it really, this is like the, it's such a big therapy happening on a global universal level, on a natural level. We have to open our eyes to see it. So if something in the world is like really catching your attention, is because it's provoking something deep within you. And that's where the work is. What is it provoking in me? Why is this issue making me so angry? I had my own issues with this. And I figured out why. I'm like, why in the world this is firing me up? Somebody who knows nothing about politics. So, you know, so it's, it's because it's the, the, if we can ask that question, we have an opportunity to become more whole. We have an opportunity to heal that. And that's why this time is here. So we heal. There are no enemies except for the ones within ourselves. There are no shadows apart from the ones that are ours, the shadows. If we can chase those into the love of our heart, the world will look, again, the world, the universe will mirror it back to you. So where is that? So changing judgment to compassion, 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 compassion. Everybody is dealing with the energies that they are dealing with. Everybody's doing it in their own way, in their own time, their process, their unique, their own journey. Nobody knows the struggle somebody else else has. What looks to be true isn't the whole truth. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Just because you don't know it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So grab an attitude of wonder, ponder, imagine, ask. Ask what it may be like to be in somebody else's shoes. You know, it's so easy. It's so easy to stand back and attack the politicians. You couldn't give me enough money to be one. Not that anybody would want me, but you couldn't pay me enough to be one. Right? It's kind of like the, you know, the people who, who can't sing, but they make the best critics of people who do sing. <laughs> you missed that note. That wasn't good. Ask them to sing. They can't carry a tune, you know, made out of four words. So it, it's, you, you see, this is an opportunity for us to become more 
holistic, more whole, more integrated. This is an opportunity for us to be humble. In our humility lies our humanity. In our humanity, we have compassion for all of life. So we don't, so here's a 3D, you know, three-dimensional being is I know, I know, because I know, because I've studied this, I'm this old, I've been to this school, I was awarded these certificates, which I no longer can display on my office wall, because I don't have an office anymore, it's called the Zoom. So have fun with that. <laughs> and because of da-da-da-da-da, I am it. Fifth-dimensional, you know? I wonder, I wonder who I really am because I'm definitely not my degrees. Obviously, you know, it really is, you know, we have shifted in such a ways that we don't even notice. The, the workplace, how our work has totally shifted and it'll never be the same again. Right? So, Fifth dimension is about expansion, is about wondering, is a childlike innocence, is beginner's mind, is stopping to smell the fragrance of a flower and watch it dance in the breeze. It's being it's your expanded presence to where to where you are, expanded presence to the magic of this earth, the magic of this planet. We're not here to change the politicians or the politics. Some are, maybe that's their job. It's not you and I, but we are here to change our perception of it. We're here to change our beliefs about it. We're here to look at the bigger picture than to just a few policies they sign or not sign or how they look or what they said or who they know. And that just, you know, spark like a, ignites a reaction out of people. And then it floods the social media. Can you believe he or she said that? Let's go get that guy or gal. That's what we're doing in the third dimensional. We're attacking. We're attacking. Because we can't see the energy, the bigger picture behind the individual. We can't see the bigger picture. So when we are attacking others, we're really attacking the same thing within ourselves. So when we are, the, there's, again, again, this is providing so much material for us. Ask yourself, where have you 
Has there been a life where you have done this? And more often than not, I bet you the answer is going to be yes. That's where the work is. That's, that's the work to heal that. To heal you. To heal you so your filter changes, so your view changes, your perception changes. You really see the truth and not the illusion. Not the distorted truth, the real truth, the whole of truth. 